where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. Depending on where your prayerful imagining took you this morning, maybe you can still feel the press of that crowd against you. It's a Black Friday sort of crowd. They are jostling for just a glimpse of Jesus, the way that folks might jostle for that last bargain television. There is excitement and desperation and curiosity, maybe, as people gather just to see what's going on. When we talk about Zacchaeus up in that tree, and some of you might have learned the story of Zacchaeus through the children's song about a wee little man, a wee little man, who climbed a sycamore tree to get a glimpse of Jesus. And when we talk about it, we usually talk about it in terms of determination. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, and he was short. So he figured out a way to make it happen. And it's all true, but I want to add today that there may be a quality of kindness there. Zacchaeus, remember, isn't just any short person. He is a person of authority, a person who invokes a certain amount of fear, if not respect. He is the sort of person that a crowd might part for. And if that didn't happen, he might even be the sort of person who, even being short, could push his way through or mutter a few threats. And so I wonder what Zacchaeus saw when he looked at that crowd. I wonder if there in that moment he felt the weight of broken relationships or the sting of never being fully accepted. I wonder how badly he wanted to be seen, not just by Jesus, but by the people he lived with every day. And so whatever it is, that Zacchaeus sees, he looks out and he chooses the high road, pun intended. And so it's from this very undignified position of being an adult who has climbed up a tree that he sees Jesus and that Jesus sees him. And his life is changed. Kindness begins in the act of seeing. When we move through our lives like we're moving through a crowd, and you know that position, that's head down, elbows out, we miss all kinds of opportunities to see one another. Kindness requires that we slow down, that we look around, that we look up, and that we see who is waiting to be noticed. There's another story of kindness that I want to share with you. This one is more modern, and it comes from the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, 
who is the first black pastor at Middle Church in New York City, which is a uh, jointly affiliated UCC and Reformed church. She's also the author of Fierce Love, which is a book that imagines how kindness might change the world. And Reverend Lewis tells a story of an act of kindness that she says saved her life. She was traveling through Canada some time ago when she was in her early 20s, I think, and she and her then-husband were in a horrible car accident. The car rolled, and everything in it was destroyed. When the ambulance came, both Reverend Lewis and her husband were taken to the hospital, and she was um, looked at, but only he was admitted for the night. And so she was left standing there in a hospital lobby, alone and scared, and in a country that was not her own, working through the logistics of getting a replacement car and filing insurance claims and notifying their parents who were going to get there as soon as they could, but it wouldn't be until the next day. And she was struggling in this moment with what she was going to do next when a woman saw her. And here's part of that story in Jackie Lewis's words. She asked if I was okay, and just the way she said it opened something in me. It was like permission to be honest, to show her my true self. And so she did. She shared the whole story, and the woman who was white broke through the barriers of race and nationality and perhaps even her own emergency that had brought her to that hospital. And she stood there and she asked, how can I help? And then when Jackie was hesitant about what help she might accept, the woman took her to a drugstore to get her toothbrush and soap and things to get her through the evening. And then she made sure that she had food and she checked her into a hotel. And when she left, she reminded her that everything would be better in the morning. When we tell stories like this, we call them feel-good stories for the obvious reason that they feel good to tell and to hear. And that's a whole person response, isn't it? You might have even noticed it in your body or your mind or your spirit. Seeing or hearing about something kind or even watching a fictional act of kindness on TV inspires us. Scientists have gone so far as to measure it. And they see that when people witness these things, they feel calmer and happier, but they are also more likely to do something kind themselves. And if they do go out and they do something kind, the benefits are even bigger. We know from Jackie Lewis's story and from Zacchaeus that an act of kindness can change a person's day but it could also change their life. And that benefit isn't just for the receiver. The doer, 
the one who takes the time to look around and to notice another person also ends up feeling calmer, happier, more energized. With all of that, it's no surprise that kindness is so powerful and that it makes its way into this list of gifts of the Spirit. It is important and revolutionary. What is a surprise, though, is how often its power is overlooked. And that's what brings us back to Zacchaeus this morning. That urge for human kindness might be natural, and it feels good inside of us, but the instinct to protect ourselves is also natural. And sometimes that desire for safety leads us to build walls around our community, to decide who's in and who's out, and to avoid a stranger rather than to look at them. Sometimes we resist looking at them for fear of what we might see or even how we might be stretched. When Zacchaeus beckons, or when Jesus beckons Zacchaeus out of that tree, it's met with grumbles because it challenges the safety of the group. This is a person who makes his living by taking money. Imagine having that person in your home or around you daily where they could evaluate what you have and they could size up what they might take. There's a certain survival strategy to keeping a distance. But Jesus' kindness restores Zacchaeus in the place of the community. And in response to this weird invitation to dinner, Zacchaeus vows to give half of his possessions to the poor and to repay anything that he has stolen four times as much. People who are seen see others. And so I want to leave you with one more story. This one comes from Lady Gaga's book, Channel Kindness, where she collects these stories of people doing amazing and everyday things. And it's told by a young woman named Hannah Manjot, who talks of a time that her family stopped to help a stranger in an airport. They were getting off the plane together, she and her parents, when they saw the man fall over in the terminal. And Hannah's parents are both doctors. So they stopped immediately, and they assessed the situation, and they figured out that he was diabetic and in need of sugar. And so they started digging through their carry-ons, and some of the other passengers stopped, and they did the same with no luck. And the man's condition was deteriorating, and things were looking pretty scary. When a nine-year-old, traveling by himself, began pushing his way through the crowd. And because he was small, no one was paying attention to him. And he had to yell to be heard. But eventually they saw that he had a very small Snickers bar from his Lunchable, and he was offering it to Hannah's parents to give to the man. It saved his life, 
But here's why the boy, whose name was Mecca, had a Lunchable in the first place. The night before, the flight that Mecca was supposed to be on with his dad was canceled. And in the process of trying to connect the two, Mecca ended up having to fly by himself from Oakland, California to Washington, D.C. The family was up most of the night trying to work out the logistics of making this happen. And Mecca, who had never flown by himself before, was scared at the idea. And so his grandmother, trying to reassure him about the trip and let him know that he would be okay, packed him an entire backpack of Lunchables. He wanted to know that he didn't have to worry about figuring out how to get food in the airport. Mecca was repeating the kindness that he had been shown. And because he had been seen in his own fearful and difficult time, he was brave enough to see another and to cross all of the barriers that exist for a child alone with strangers in an airport. What I like about this story is that it reminds us that while kindness does break down barriers and that it expands our sense of community, kindness also starts with the people we live with every day. We might not always have the opportunity to do an act of kindness that is life-saving. We may never rescue a stranger in a hospital or an airport or a tree, but we also know that these acts of kindness ripple out and that the way that we treat the people we live with or work with or just see around town affects the way that they treat those they encounter. People who are seen see others. May we be people who see. Mm -hmm.